0: Hey everybody, what's going on? Happy Sunday. Hope your weekend's been going good. How's everybody doing out there?
1: <laughs> what are you um, laughing at me for? Just, <laughs> it's funny. Um, okay, so um, today is Godfather 3. Yeah, we finally um, before, got around to watching this.
0: Yeah,
1: three. <laughs> we know it is Godfather 3, but it um, Francis Ford Coppola at the beginning of this, you could see a little intro before 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 the movie starts. and I, We selected to see it. This is actually the original title, which is called uh, "Fucking uh, The what's...
0: Godfather Coda." Coda, the yeah. death of Michael Corley. Yeah, Corlin. Coda
1: is what it's called.
0: This was the twenty twenty re edit.
1: Yeah, and he said that they they changed some stuff, so this is not the this is not the original edit. They changed the order of certain scenes, and I think they changed the ending a bit.
0: Yeah, I was like, I was trying to look at what the differences were. Um, there's a different opening scene, and the end of the movie um, is slightly different. I mean, nothing different happens. It's just that they cut it before yeah. he before he actually like slumps over and dies, and I think they just rearranged some. But from what I could determine, it's not that different from the theatrical cut. This
1: is evidently what Coppola
0: wanted. Yeah. So you know,
1: it's just so it's kind of restored. Yeah. Which, that's good. Um, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. Not as good as the other two. But it, it's a good movie. I think the main thing that held this one back was that it's taken place many years later when when Michael Corleone is, is older. And most of the guys he's dealing with are older guys. And they're in a much more elevated... i believe... which, They're, <laughs> I they're in, they're all in all a much up. more elevated setting, you know? They're... Uh, Leaders of big corporations and dealing with the damn Pope and the Vatican and everything. So it's not quite as gritty. Um, It's a little slower. But it's not a bad movie. It's good.
0: It's just, I think the thing about this one is that the first two were so good that... I mean, anything was going to be, especially, you know, because they waited such a long time to make this, that, you know, any movie is going to suffer a little bit by comparison. And I think that's kind of the overarching opinion about this. I think when it first came out, like, it got kind of mixed reviews. It did still get nominated for Best Picture and a bunch of awards and stuff. Like, I don't think it won any Oscars, but it got nominated for a bunch. But I kind of feel like a lot of critics at the time were, like, basically saying pretty much the same thing. It's like, well, it's good, but... It's not really up to the same standard as the first two were.
1: Technically, I think it's at the same standard. It's just that the storytelling isn't quite at the same standard. It's a little sentimental, a little too sentimental. But that's what they wanted to. I guess that's the way they wanted to go with this. I mean, it had some fucking epic scenes. Some really good, you know, my my uh, Sonny's one of Sonny's bastard child children has a son that kind of appears from nowhere from the ground up and fights his way to the top and falls in love with Michael Corleone's daughter, who yeah. they're first cousins. Yeah. And But the shit still goes down anyway. And um, <laughs> that was kind of an interesting story, kind of an interesting twist. It turned out real bad at the end. You know, spoiler alert, uh, she gets killed at the very end. You know what I mean? And she was like the only good one in the family, really.
0: yeah uh, i mean that was kind of like the whole i feel like one of the overarching themes of the movie was that um you know he was trying to the whole reason he got into this whole deal was to like redeem himself he was trying to get out of being like a criminal he wanted to be like a good man he was trying to like leave all that behind but you know you couldn't really leave it behind and it ended up uh having repercussions for like pretty much the only innocent member of his family well
1: he says something that's quite important in this which you know is true he said yeah you know, he tried to leave the criminal life behind and tried to go straight but the further up he went into society the more crooked it got and instead of having honor like gangsters had they had they were vipers they had no honor they were just you know nasty industrialists basically killing each other over power It said it got even worse so there was no way to go straight.
0: Well, yeah, that's kind of yeah. the thing is that wasn't you know, the mafia holding him back. I mean, he wanted, and he was like that. Yeah, but yeah, he just, ended up getting. I I kind of feel like he went in like way over his head because yeah, there was
1: nothing but gangsters at the top.
0: Right, and yeah. well, and that's the thing. Like he'd right. been a gangster before, and he made right. a lot of money before, and he was a big deal. But he got into. You know, he went into like a bigger pond essentially because yeah. you're dealing with like the fucking this multinational corporation with like yeah. the Catholic Church and all this other yeah. kind of stuff involved. Yeah, and, and they'll so. attack
1: you with the helicopters with the machine guns on it. You yeah. know, so the mafia wouldn't come, couldn't, didn't come up with shit like that. You know, just it got more <laughs> and more ruthless as he went to the top, and there were just different ethnic groups. Like one of the dudes he's fighting is a German. And he was dude, Swiss, actually. Swiss, that he was yeah. okay. I just thought he was German. And that he was, was based on a, of,
0: that was based on a real dude.
1: Some kind of some kind of Germanic dude, and he was fucking ruthless. And they're not gangsters. They didn't come from the street. They were rich people, and they were just as worse, or just as bad. They just did things a different way. They just had money. Now one guy said that finance is a weapon. You know, it's the best gun you could ever have. You know, and wasn't that, isn't that what he said? Definitely Something said, like yeah. that. He goes that finance is the real weapon. You don't need you know
0: soldiers and shit. So it's just you know, he couldn't escape that life. It got more convoluted. And like I said, he and yeah. he eventually got in like way over his yeah. head. You know, yeah. he he found out that yeah, he was maybe the boss in that little kind of thing that they were doing. Yeah. But Then he just went into a whole different a arena. Bigger, yeah. <laughs> and
1: then um. Yeah, and he was kind of nostalgic for, like, the simpler ways. You know, It goes back to fucking Sicily and shit. And uh, then it turns out that uh, fucking half the Vatican is corrupt as shit. <laughs> they were getting Well, and the one
0: guy so, that was a good guy that yeah. he gave the confession to, like, yeah. that dude gets poisoned, like, gets, immediately yeah. by the archbishop, actually poisoned, poisoned him with the tea or whatever, I think. Yeah. Like I said, now, I, there's they one thing... He killed the pope. Somebody yeah. assassinated the pope, poisoned his ass... Well see, that's also kind of based on a real thing too, because in nineteen seventy eight, um, Pope John Paul the yeah. first, he wasn't in there for very long and then he died in his bed, right? And it's like there's speculation nobody knows if it's true or not but there was speculation like some journalists did speculate that he got poisoned yeah. so they did actually like put that into the movie right. so some of the stuff about that like the vatican bank and all that kind of stuff is based on shit that really happened and even the guy like the swiss dude i think that in the movie that um that they smother him to make it look like and then they yeah. hang him from the bridge that really happened yeah. to uh to that guy to that guy's equivalent Um, and they're pretty sure that that was murder
1: yeah the the Vatican evidently is one of the largest uh, or uh, largest uh, fucking uh, real estate holders they own some fucking super expensive valuable properties and they have their own bank and word has it is that it's the bank's pretty crooked they'll help you launder money and stuff or and CIA evidently might use it for black budgets and black projects there's
0: no telling but uh, it's bad whatever it is they're all bad. I think the thing about this... Well, okay. Because the first two movies... You know, the first movie came out in 1972, right? And then the second one came out in 1974. And Francis Ford Coppola, I don't think he... He basically was like, well, that was the Godfather story told. You know what I mean? He didn't really want it to be a trilogy necessarily because he thought, like, that was the end of the story. But I guess... Um, After a few years, uh, you know, he had had a couple movies that weren't all that successful. So Paramount came to him and said, hey, why don't you do a part three? And he was like, okay, I guess so. And so he got Mario Puzo, you know, the guy that wrote the original novel. And they kind of put together a story. And they started putting together a story back in 1979. But for whatever reason, it just like never got made. And I'm not really sure. They were kicking around like different ideas, I feel like. Now, the thing about, I mean, the stuff about, um, you know, the Vatican Bank and all that, that was like a later, that wasn't in the original script. They like had the, had the had or, Well, the original yeah. stuff didn't have anything to do with the Vatican or nothing. I feel like that was like a later edition. And the thing that was kind of sad about it, too, was that, you know, Robert Duvall, you know, who played Tom Hagen in the other two movies, he was supposed to, in the original, you know, versions of the script, he was supposed to have like a much bigger role but when they asked him to be in the movie uh basically he was mad because they were paying al pacino like four times more than he was getting paid
1: yeah he and he was it.
0: just kind of like look if it'd been like twice as much yeah. okay but four times as much no thank you and he right. didn't want to do it so that's why in this version of the movie they basically just wrote him out and said oh he died like in between they yeah. showed I mean? his that was that it- yeah, like his son was in there like he was going into the into the priesthood or something like that. And they just like replaced yeah. him with a different character who's played by George Hamilton, right? So he was kind of like the equivalent, but he's not the same. And I kind of feel like... Yeah, he has, would, has a very tiny role. He doesn't say much. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's kind of a shame because I think Robert Duvall was, like, a really cool character from the first two. And it would have been cool to, like, see a story with him, like, with a bigger part in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say that, like, I do like the addition of Andy Garcia. I like that whole thing where he's kind of, like, he's uh, Sonny's bastard kid, right, mm-hmm. Vincent? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so he shows up, and he basically wants to be a gangster. He's like, hey, who, tell me who to kill, and I'll do it, and all this other stuff. Me, you know, well, he me doesn't quite to, do that. Well, no, you know <laughs> what I mean. It's just He does say something kind of like that. But, you know, where Michael Corleone is like, hey, we're trying to go legit over here, and then Vincent is all just like, no, I want to be a hitman. Mm. So there's kind of like... And then Connie, like the sister, she's kind of like, yeah, probably we have some people that need to get bumped off or whatever. But it's like, so there's that whole kind of thing going on. And... So, um, then you have the whole thing with Vincent. I, I think the thing with Vincent and, you know, uh, hooking up with Mary, the daughter, played by Sofia Coppola, I think that's kind of like the strongest thing. I, the thing that, I mean, this is a good movie, but I think it had too much stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, the, the, the characters, the enemy
1: characters were not really driving They didn't really stick out. They were all kind of generic, if you ask me. It's it's kind of like they didn't really have compelling roles either. It was just very much centered around Michael Corleone, I think. And he's in his 50s.
0: Yeah, he's supposed to be like 59 or 60. Yeah, but he's supposed to be like 30 years
1: old. Yeah, yeah. But he's pretending to be like in his 60s, but he comes off as a dude in his 80s, maybe. He's almost acting too old. Uh, yeah, I see. The sure. way he's walking, he's like, uh, you know
0: what I mean. And it's, he's
1: just not a very compelling character in it. He's not as interesting well, as he was.
0: Being worried about, I guess, worrying about being assassinated, yeah. like, takes it out of you. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. But you know, they're just trying to, they're just trying to end the damn
1: story by uh, making this character pay for what he's done. Basically, he tries to fucking achieve salvation, and it is denied. You know, he didn't. He didn't get, he didn't get, uh, what, salvation, what's the word I'm looking for? Redemption. Redemption, yeah. He tries to get redemption, and it doesn't really happen, per se. He has to suffer a lot. And uh, Yeah, he lives so, until
0: he's old, but he has to live with the knowledge that, like, his actions uh, led to certain outcomes, I guess. Yeah. Consequences. Yeah. Which kind
1: of reminds me of, um, that it may be related to, to, um, to, to, uh Milius's first conan the barbarian cuz that was going to be a trilogy too and it was going to be uh it was going to have kind of Nietzschean philosophies about how to rise up out of nothing and turn yourself into something and then you know it was be your youth, middle age and then old age and the the third it, it didn't go that way uh fucking D- D- uh, Dino De Laurentiis Studios didn't want to hire Milius he was too much too much money and they wanted they wanted basically a PG movie it didn't work out but the third one was supposed to be consequences for what for this fucking rise in yourself you know what I mean consequences and how to stay relevant in old age and uh, I think it was going to be called King Conan I think in the end but um, that's kind of what this movie is consequences for all the other shit that you, for the shit that you did during your, yeah. during your rise.
0: Cause I kind of feel like at this stage in his yeah. life, you know, like I said, he's, it's very important to him that he go legit. He's been like trying to just, like I said, just redeem himself by giving all this money to charities yeah. and like trying to get in on this like Vatican deal and all this other kind of stuff to make himself look like squeaky clean, like that's going to erase I think in particular, it's not even so much the stuff that he did. I kind of feel like in particular what haunts him is that he had Fredo killed. Yeah. I think that's what bothers him more than anything because that's kind of the thing that that he brings breath. up. Yeah. yeah, that he brings up all the time, like during the confession and like he starts crying and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't think he's all that bothered about the other bad shit he did. Yeah. But I think that is really like haunting him that he actually went there and did that. Now, I don't know if Coppola and Milius knew each other. Maybe just that three sto- that, that
1: trilogy three-story arc is common. Yeah, it is. probably what it is. I don't know if, if, if uh, Coppola was inspired by what Milius was talking about, what he was going to do with Conan, but it's that same basic story arc that Milius had envisioned for Conan. That I would have loved to have seen Milius' Conan, fucking two and three, it been fucking great.
0: But that's the thing. I kind of feel like, you know, particularly screenplays where you get three-act structure and it's like three stages of life, you know, youth, middle age, and and being old. That's just very common. So it is like a very common... Common classic fucking storytelling. Right, right. And I feel like that's kind of what... This movie, I feel like this was the most operatic of all of them. And not just because, yeah, there's an opera at the end of it. I just feel like the tone of it. And I think that was another thing that kind of threw me off a little because I kind of feel like the first two... And I know that there was like a long period of time in between, you know, the first two and this one, but I kind of feel like the first two were kind of, I don't know if I'd call them low key, but it's not as, this one seemed some of the characters and stuff like that, or some of the acting seemed a little overwrought. Well, the first two were grounded in reality. Right. Right. This one's kind of reaching there, man. Come on.
1: He's getting awards from the Pope. He knows the Pope. Fucking, you know what I mean? It's. It's almost like me fantasy. Pope There's some great scenes in it, but some of it kind of... you got to suspend your disbelief. You know what I mean? It's just... that is I don't know. That was just be me personal. I mean, personally. like I said... Sh- it gets some- very grandiose. It gets very yeah, grandiose. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a yeah. good word.
0: Like I said, it just seems like... And I kind of feel like, too... Because they set Michael Corleone up in the first two movies, and yes, it's the same actor, but they set him up in the first two movies as being not not cold or sociopathic or anything like that. He's just very pragmatic, and he doesn't—I mean, yeah, he's probably, like, upset that he has to do certain things, but he keeps everything, like, very close to his vest. He keeps everything, like, just— he doesn't have these big outbursts of emotion or anything like that. Like, yeah, he might be feeling all that stuff deep down, but he doesn't let that show. Whereas I kind of feel like in this one, and maybe that was, you know, um, just kind of like where he was at in his life because it's been like so many years, but he did seem like real over the yeah. t- or like more overwrought in this one. Yeah, And maybe that's, like I said, I get what they were going for because it's like now he's, you know, approaching old age like he's 60 or whatever however old he's supposed to be I think he's supposed to be about 60 and cause he says it's like 30 years later and he's realizing like he's having like a lot of regrets about like shit that he did in his life and it's like how he fucked over Kay and like you know how he's trying to like control his son and make him go back to law school even though his son doesn't want to do that like he wants to be an opera singer and he's trying to be kind of be in a butthole about that but then like he lets him go and like all this other stuff and then he's trying to like protect Mary his daughter and then like Vincent comes in like trying to get involved with that and so he's afraid that he's that Vincent's gonna put her in danger and so he's trying to you know at the end of his life I guess he wants to make like the kind of money that will keep his family like going forever like he wants to be one of the most powerful families in the world so to make sure that they're taken care of but his past just keeps catching up with him and maybe that's and he just can't like hold it in anymore maybe but i do kind of feel like i don't know i feel like there was like a little bit of a too much of a tonal shift between the character he was playing in the earlier films and the character that he plays in this one
1: well, a lot of time was supposed to pass. Like that's what,
0: yeah, years. that's what I'm saying. So I get that. And the but. and the thing too is that when this movie came out in 1990, you know, this was I, I was watching like another uh, review of this, and they said like a really insightful thing. They said at the time that this movie came out, Al Pacino was bigger than Michael Corleone. He was much bigger than the character. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that, because he was young, like, in the first one, so he wasn't, I mean, he was well-known, yeah. but he wasn't as well-known as he was in 1990. Yeah. A lot of the original cast came back. They had, uh, who's who's the actress that played uh, Connie? Um,
1: Talia Shire. Talia Shire is it. Who is
0: Francis Ford Coppola's sister.
1: Yeah, I, she was wowing me, man, every time she showed up. She was in these fantastic outfits,
0: kind of this... She had some, yeah, uh, she had some great outfits. She's
1: ve- very thin, and her hair's done right, and she's these black outfits with gold accents and stuff, and she just she just held together. She's got to be in her maybe mid-50s in it, and she's just still gorgeous woman, you know what I mean? Very elegant looking, um, and she did a great job. Did a great job. One yeah, I, I liked her. her I Rocky. liked her yeah. a lot
0: in this. Because yeah. yeah, because she was kind of the one... Yeah, It almost seemed, and maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but it almost kind of seemed like she was seeing how Michael was, like, maybe getting away from the whole crime. Because it yeah. seemed like her and Vincent were kind of like, yeah, why, they don't, were you, why don't you go, like... Like yeah, she was yeah. vibing with Vincent. She's like, right. yeah, we need to go kill that dude. Right. Like without, she was becoming kind consulting. Of, yeah, she was becoming kind of the substitute
1: Godfather, right? On on underground, godfather. just low key, She was yeah. handling gangster shit, right? And, and you see, he was going down the same way his dad went. He was getting old and sentimental, and he was getting weak. Yeah, and people were starting to gun it, gun for him. So she needed, she knew that she needed gangsters to watch out for him. He was getting too sentimental. He was slipping. Remember, just like they killed what's his dad? What's his dad name? Was Vito, right? Vito, yeah. Vito was getting sentimental. He just wanted to go out and play in the garden with his kids and die of a heart attack. Yeah, you know. I mean, he did. But that was just, yeah. He (laughs) he died the heavenly way. That was the best way a gangster would ever die. He died playing with his grandchildren. But um, that was kind of the uh, that was kind of the the mode Michael was in. He was kind of he wanted to retire, and in the end, he did. make uh, Sonny's son a Corleone, changed his last name, and basically made him Godfather. Yeah, Went he's through like, the whole, yeah, you take him. That it was with... a really cool scene. Yeah, I like down that down in the damn throne and they're coming and they're kissing his ring and calling him Don Corleone and shit. Fucking, you know, Don Michael Corleone and shit. And so he inherited the gangster throne. While, uh, while Michael like, was kind of I really, really like, I don't really want to. He's like, to I don't have the stomach I'm, for I'm this wanna, shit yeah, anymore. He's like, I want to run my straight businesses, you know. Which I thought that was a great scene, you know. Yeah. Where he gets, he gets the, uh, he becomes enshrined you know, yeah. with the gangster fucking uh, regalia. Not really; it wasn't physical regalia. Just the spiritually, he becomes a godfather and all yeah. the fucking gangsters. I thought that was really
0: cool. Although we were speculating, and maybe again we were reading too much into this, because I was reading like through the plot synopses and everything. And I don't think anybody else really mentioned this. But I was wondering, because you know how, I'm just assuming that most people that are here have, like, seen this already, so they know, like, what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. But you know how Vincent, he kind of went undercover. Like, he was kind of like a mole, like, trying to figure out. Because obviously, like, people were trying to pop, like, Michael Corleone. They left it it on. And see, well, yeah, well, see, Vincent, so he goes in to find out what the fuck's going on and who it was that ordered the hit. And all this other stuff. So he's pretending that he turned on yeah, Michael he, Corleone. He may have been a double agent. But oh. where? But I'm sitting there thinking, well, wait. It's like, did he really? Is he really loyal to Michael Corleone, or is he playing both sides? I couldn't really. They made
1: sure you never really knew,
0: and they didn't really tell yeah. you. Like I'm assuming I a no. Feel, I but, have
1: a feeling that he betrayed uh, uh, Michael Corleone. But I also don't think he realized that his cousin was going to get shot. That was just... Well, yeah,
0: I don't think... He didn't want her to get no, shot. That was just how pay. that happened. He
1: had to pay for the betrayal. I think he betrayed him. I think.
0: That's what they... See, that's what I, I thought, think, that I that's so. kind of what they were getting at. But maybe, like I said, maybe I was reading too much into it. because could like, have been
1: that he was leaving it open and just waiting maybe. for where the chips
0: were going to fall. And then he would ride either way. Either way. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking, that he was more like opportunistic. Right. But maybe that I was like, like more of the gangster way. Yeah. Maybe I was like reading too much into it, but I'm because we're watching it. And then like the last scene, like, at you know, on the, at the opera house, like on the steps where Mary gets killed. And then, you know, obviously Vincent's all upset about that, but I was sitting there going, well, was he playing both sides? I think he was, but look, you got to
1: understand there's a lot of Italian history involved in this. This is the same way Octavian came to power to become Augustus. yeah all right. somebody killed Julius Caesar, who was his adopted father, although he was probably behind it, Octavian, and then afterwards he was able to rise up and and, and seek revenge on anybody who killed his father. And fucking he could divide ferries from fucking ferry boats and warships. You're either with me or you're against me. And he became the emperor, the first emperor of Rome. So uh, Victor could have done the same thing. After all that shit went down, he's now justified to seek revenge. Okay. For what happened to Mary and how
0: Michael was destroyed. Did Michael actually die? He was shot too, wasn't he? He was shot, but he wasn't like hurt. He he wasn't hurt bad. But he was out of the game. Well, yeah, because they showed him he's, later, like as an old man. Yeah, yeah. So he's out. He again. died at the end. He was like an old man. So you know, he um,
1: Victor now had justification to just run up and kill. See, a bunch that's what of I was thinking because it's like now that that happened, and right? So, and solidify his command and become basically, basically mafia emperor of his little fiefdom of, of his family. So that's probably what he did. Which was that was and he would that? Have done it on the name of fucking avenging. The best girl they had in the family, morally, she was the best girl. Uh, She didn't do anything wrong. She was an innocent. And it crushed fucking Michael, who was their prior godfather, who had the biggest status. He'd even been blessed by the Pope and gotten those awards and shit. So he's justified to do anything in the gangster world after that. And if you didn't join up with him, you were an enemy. So you could die. That kind of deal. So he'd have been a great political position. Inside that organization.
0: And then I was thinking, well, was that Vincent's plan from the beginning? Probably not. Well, because the thing about it is you have to think that he just showed up at that party yeah. at the beginning. And he what you could tell he wasn't really invited. Remember was in the like, second
1: movie Michael was doing that, he just he didn't know who had betrayed him, so what he'd do is he'd just put pressure on everybody. And ask questions on everybody, pretending like he already
0: knew. And pretending like, yeah, and then, oh, this motherfucker betrayed me, out, and then tell him like different yeah. things.
1: So he's playing it by ear. It's just that you ha- he, they had a good, what was called command presence, which is kind of like stage presence. He didn't let his, didn't drop his guard, let anybody knew that he didn't know. He, he said, no, I know who did it. You know. Yeah,
0: he would tell each of them that he thought the other motherfucker <laughs> Yeah, did.
1: yeah, he's, he's getting to throw all these crosses until somebody slipped up, and he goes, oh, that's him right there. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. He didn't know who was going to win. He was just wanted to be That's on top what I'm afterwards. And
0: like, yeah, so he was yeah. actually playing both sides because yeah. he was inside yeah. Michael's organization because that was his, you know, uncle, essentially, right? I yeah. Mike, uncle, yeah. If, 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 but then he went undercover with Alta and all if those If Michael people. got
1: killed, he'd take credit with the enemy organization that did it and he'd get promoted by them. If Michael didn't get killed, he'd fucking take yeah, credit He'd win either, save, way. And he'd be either way. That's what he was doing.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. And maybe he was I don't know if he was planning that exact thing from the beginning, but I think he was planning on getting in there somehow because like I said, he showed up at that big party at the beginning and nobody yeah. was like expecting. And if they him killed or,
1: Michael and he'd take credit with the enemy organization get promoted later on he'd avenge him. Just because just because he was in on it or pretended to be in on it, he still would have avenged his, his death later on when it was opportunistic, right. you know what I mean? Okay, you killed my you killed my father, type of deal, you know, but you killed my uncle. Yeah. Yeah, my godfather. So, you know, I'm going to kill you now. And I'm going to take your shit. So I can have my shit and your shit.
0: Because Vincent was yeah. really into like, hey, let's take revenge on that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was that type
1: of dude. It didn't happen by my hand. You just imagined it <laughs> happened by my hand. I, I betray you. You know, that's
0: that's what they did. String crosses and double crosses. That's, well, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. That's why I think like in the... In this movie, I think Vincent is a way more interesting character than Michael is. Yeah, he's the best character in the movie. Even though Michael is the main character, and that's kind of who the movie is about thematically. But I think Vincent is the most interesting character. Yeah, I
1: wish there would have been more Vincent in it. Yeah, it needed more Vincent. And uh, what was her name? (laughs) Uh, Amy? No, what was it? Mary. Mary, I mean. Yeah, Uh, Mary. I thought Mary was
0: interesting. That was Coppola's daughter. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to get Winona Ryder to play that. Winona Ryder was original. Well, actually, Virginia? Julia Roberts was the first yeah. choice. Winona she... would
1: have been better, better than Julia Roberts. But I think Winona would have been kind of generic. Some people said that this girl couldn't act.
0: This girl, yeah, this coach. was like her... And she didn't really want to do it. she It could. was almost kind of like, yeah. I thought she
1: could. I thought she did a great job. And I thought she looked right. Winona kind of had... She doesn't look that Italian, if you ask me. Winona doesn't. Even though she was only playing a half-Italian bir- uh, girl. She looks a little too innocent, a little too generic looking. This girl looked Italian. She had the well, she is. Roman nose. <laughs> yeah. and she's pretty, uh, but not in a Hollywood pretty. Just pretty. Uh, look like a girl you'd actually know from an Italian family, and I like that. I thought that worked. Yeah. Good. You know, you do. You don't want. You don't want fucking um, Michael Corleone's daughter to look like a supermodel. It's it suspends. This, you know what i mean Yeah, it, that would it, be, dumb. It'd be dumb it would be dumb you want her to look like a good looking real italian chick and that's what it looked that's what she looked like so i thought that was great
0: yeah it's just it seemed like that was the main when this movie came out it seemed like that was the main criticism
1: yeah
0: um that they thought that she was like a shitty actress i even thought i think she even got nominated for a couple like uh golden raspberry awards and stuff like that it's ridiculous like, she's because not she, shitty she's no white. and well the thing about it is that like i said i don't think she really wanted to be in this it's just like the actors that they had to be in it because like i said when no writer was supposed to be in it and then like she got sick or something like that she couldn't do it and so francis ford coppola was like hey who his daughter like hey you yeah. want to be in it she's like not really which is like they put her in there anyway i was like but i mean sophia coppola she got the last laugh because she went on to be like a really good director like in yeah. her own right so you know didn't she do Lost in Translation and mm-hmm. what else am I thinking that she did didn't she do The Virgin Suicides that was no. a good movie too there's nothing wrong with her acting in here I thought it was good acting
1: she's a believable character I thought, now you know, I will say
0: reference. that I will say that Roger Ebert went to bat for her like a lot did of he? a lot of people were kind of yeah. like eh, she's not that good but he, he liked that Pretty much the same thing you said. It's like yeah. he liked how natural she yeah, was. Yeah, like, she's she like she a real person. Like she didn't come across like an actress or no. anything. Like and she was kind of more seemed like a real genuine. Yeah, like seemed like a real Italian chick. You know, Then you ran a, run running into
1: them all the time, but in Boston, you know what I mean. Like a, a real Italian American type girl. That's the way they looked, and that's kind of the way they were. You know, so I thought she I thought she was perfect for the role. Winona, there's star power there. Instant yeah. star power. I mean, it would have worked. I it think it would have worked. She, she'd have been out of what out of the ones. She'd have been better than Julia Roberts. But no, I, I can't like,
0: say, Yeah, I can't really see Julia Roberts in that role. No, that but Miss really Copla. I thought like Miss Copla worked,
1: man. I yeah, thought she, yeah. I thought she was good. You know, fucking. I, if you'd have told me that you know, she's not an actress, I would have disbelieved you because look, like an actress to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believed that yeah. character. I believed in her character. I liked her character. Remember, she's sitting there making eyes at her, at, 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 what's his name, a uh, uh, Victor, and I'm going, she's way into that, dude. Vincent, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm seeing it, you know, so yeah, she's acting. Yeah. You know I mean? she, yeah, because you believed it. that she was, like, yeah, that I, she
0: wanted to jump on that D. Yeah, well, she did. Well, she did jump on that D, Or at D, least eventually. in the story, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if she jumped yeah, on that D yeah. in real life. Probably not. <laughs> Strawdog78 said, Vincent Corleone, ear biter, cousin poker, godfather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well yeah, the cousin
1: much. the cousin thing
0: <laughs>
1: That's some old school shit there, you know what I mean? That was going on in Europe. Even in Germany, you know what I mean, back in the thirties. A lot of people preferred to marry at first cousins. Did you know a lot of people don't know that, you know, mustache man of the German of the the Germans of the Bet Cross, his first like big relationship was a girl named Gailey. Gailey Hitler. I think her last name was Hitler. I think it was pretty much Gailey. And she killed herself over him because he had fooled around on her or something. And it it was like in style back then for a woman to attempt suicide over a man to like prove her love. There's a whole German cultural thing back in the 20s and the 30s about that. They were into cousins and um, suicide attempts. She shot herself in the stomach, I think, with a 25.
0: God damn, why would you do that? She thought
1: she'd survive
0: it. I think even if you did, you probably wish she didn't survive you were dead. It.
1: She didn't survive. She she lived she lingered for a few days and then died. Yikes. But she tried to Over that back.
0: motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Well the funny thing about, Talk that about motherfucker, not being worth it. Evidently
1: that motherfucker was popular with women, uh, during his rise before he actually became Chancellor and everything. Evidently he was popular. Women liked him. And um even when he was in control, you know, I mean, he didn't want anybody to know that he had a girlfriend or married to Eva, because that would have affected negatively affected his popularity with the German, Deutsche Folk, with the with the German women, because he was a sex symbol. They said what brought him to power was German female voters. They liked that guy. Which is they thought weird. he was sexy. That's crazy. Things change. You know I, mean? <laughs> I guess tastes so. change.
0: Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian says, is the Blu-ray theatrical and director's cut editions? It sounds very good. We have, um, Louis sent us the, like the box set, the trilogy. And it has a bonus disc that we have. Yeah, Yeah. it has the first one, the second one. It doesn't have the theatrical cut of the third one. It has the Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone, which is basically like a slightly recut. Uh, version of it's the restored original what they right want. what they wanted like yeah. f- and that came out in 2020 and then there's like a bonus disc which has like all the extra stuff on it which we haven't watched yet yeah. actually isn't there one more disc in there there's one more disc in there it's got a bunch of bonus stuff on. no it. I said there I thought there was another disc no, aside from there's it. four discs total oh okay yeah so it's like so There's it's another the three movies. Right. so there's so the theatrical cut of part three is actually not in the set no. because like I said the one that came in on 2020 that was recut by Francis Ford Coppola I heard it's not that different You know what I mean? Like, I think in the theatrical cut, you know, at the very end, like, when they show Michael and he's old and he's sitting in the garden, I think they actually show him, like, slumping over and dying in the garden, just kind of basically like his dad did, kind of, but, you know, not not as happy an ending. But in this version, they don't actually show him, like, slumping over and dying. They just kind of show him, like, oh, he's going to die or something like that. Like, they don't really go that far. And I think, like, the opening scene is different. And some of the other scenes are shuffled around, but I heard it wasn't all that different from the theatrical cut.
1: But what, was, what is funny, we are talking about the cousin thing, uh, is that it is mentioned that they're first cousins, but only once, and never in a negative way. So that must have been kind of a, a retro Italian thing. They didn't think see it was an issue. They thought it was a security risk for him to be with a woman that was so closely related because they would target her, try to kill her to get at him. So the, that's that, yeah, want,
0: so I'm thinking that it was it wasn't so much that they were cousins, it, it was, was the that, that they were that she was a high value target. Right. Is what it was. They wanted him to be with a woman who
1: wasn't as high value to the family.
0: Yeah, because I mean yeah. that was the godfather's daughter. Right. And like obviously
1: so they'd make a nice juicy target. You could kill them both the And especially
0: time. when Vincent was out there like right. doing revenge and like killing people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, because uh,
1: Michael told him says they don't. If they can't come after you, they come after the people you care about, right? And you said that's my daughter. Yeah. So you know. so
0: that's why, like, you right. told him, yeah, you need to like knock that yeah. shit off. So I don't know Italian, old school Italian
1: um, traditions. Uh, it's probably like old Germany, old old fashioned Germany, where the cousins they didn't care.
0: Yeah. Tom Sykes says cannolis are lethal as fuck in this film. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. She took a little nibble
1: of it though, Connie. Guess she didn't get enough. Maybe, of it to she, her. yeah,
0: she probably just, she's like, well, let's see. Maybe all the poison is in the cream part in the middle. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to like take a little nibble of uh-huh. this part. <laughs> Look, I'm totally eating it. Or maybe she didn't. Maybe she just like pretended to eat it, like stuck it under her tongue or something like that. And that poison, I don't know what kind of poison it was, but it took a while to kill yeah. that dude. Like it yeah. took almost the whole opera. Like, well, and I don't know how many of them he ate.
1: Samantha B saying she was terrible. I don't know who she's talking about. I must be talking about. Probably
0: Sophia Coppola yeah she wasn't terrible Stra 78 said I liked uh, I liked Sophia Coppola I think part of the problem in the first cut was her dubbing I think the ADR was awful in that cut maybe that's what it was okay because I'm not sure if that's been fixed like in this version I don't know because yeah, I, I didn't notice any dubbing. I haven't seen the theatrical version yeah I
1: didn't notice any dubbing in this one it just seemed like a normal voice
0: yeah maybe that's what it was yeah. <laughs> um Ben says Austrian painter was banging one of his nieces. Was yeah. he? Yikes. That's kinda that's fucked up. Uh, but yeah. Uh Ben said everyone made out that Godfather three was biographical for the coppolas or something. I mean I don't know. What's I was thinking though, like in the in the scene where where Mary gets shot at the end and then like Al Pacino is just losing his fucking mind over it. And then I'm sitting there going, That must have been really weird. I don't know, maybe it's not, but it must have been really weird for Francis Ford Coppola to like Shoot a scene where his daughter is like getting killed, and that's because like you know, like because no. that's like the daughter in a movie. No, and then she's like, "Dad," and then she like f- like yeah. flops over. No, it. it's not
1: weird. It's all make believe to them.
0: I know, but it's like I, I don't, don't know. know. No. If that was really your kid, I would think that that would upset you a little bit. I don't think so. Maybe. Nah. I mean, it would make probably
1: it money. It
0: would probably upset think oh me.
1: that old Italian dude putting his daughter in the sex scenes all the time. Dario I mean. Yeah, Dario Gentis with his nude ass. Well, no. yeah.
0: See, but that's really, really weird, weird though always thought not care. I always he thought that was, care, though, that was, thought that weird. was yeah, really weird. weird. Of
1: course that's weird.
0: That he would put, because I was like, why do you keep putting your daughter in he's your movies? He's and Italian. it's like, oh, he's let's have her get horribly raped in this one yeah, several he's times. He's a tally. And then he did that one. Um, We're doing it for the art. I guess. Yeah. And then he did that one. What was the one where she was um, anorexic or bulimic or whatever? And there was that weird scene of her like taping down her boobs yeah shit man what is movie it? was that i don't know no. i can't remember it was the one where it's, i just watched it like the other day yeah that's what richard brown said dario archento does it all the time <laughs> that's what i thought but see i always think it's weird every time i see one of dario's movies with azia in it yeah, the it's worst like, Klaus, man. and she gets like brutalized i'm just kind of like jesus christ how what is that set like no, worst it must be really awkward i can't imagine like my dad's not a movie director obviously but i can't imagine being in a movie shot by my dad where i had to like do that It, it would just be so so strange yeah, Maybe w- it's not like the worst ones. Klaus
1: Kinski though, because he was doing shit like that for fucking real
0: with his daughters. Well, yeah, that's true. At least one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like <laughs> that <laughs> nasty bitch. <laughs> He's fucking crazy, crazy and. But see, as far as sadistic. I know, Dario Argento didn't do anything. It's no, like no. a lot of people think it's weird just because. But I mean, you know, Asia is like pretty. I mean, obviously, she's a grown. I person, think fucking
1: Dario Argento was just trying to make his make his daughter famous.
0: And trying to make well, money. Well, it worked, I guess.
1: So uh, let's go ahead and shut this down. I'll get us
0: something to eat. All right. So we got, uh, I think it was Tom Sykes sent me a message earlier, and or put a message on one of the videos earlier, and gave us a recommendation for the haunting show tomorrow, which was Nightmare in the Attic from season seven. So unless somebody has a better idea, that's we we have season 7, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's the one we'll do because I think we've covered most of the first four seasons. So yeah, he said season 7 episode 9. All right, so that's the it. one that's the one we'll probably do uh tomorrow and then I think on Tuesday because what happened in the Patreon poll for the movies, Godfather 3 tied with Todd Browning's Freaks. So Maybe we'll do Freaks on Tuesday because I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to like rewatch that for a long time. So we'll do some more thirties movies and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, come back tomorrow at 6 PM Eastern standard time for a haunting Mondays. We'll be talking about nightmare in the attic and thanks everybody for dropping by. Have a good rest of your weekend and evening and we'll see you again tomorrow. Good night.